from the studios of Advancing Vibrant Communities in Modesto, California, this is Lighthouse Live Radio on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Welcome to Lighthouse Live, the radio voice of advancing vibrant communities. Our mission is to motivate believers to move out from the four walls of the church to personally serve the needs of their neighborhoods. Get ready for a no-holds-barred, honest look at the Christian lifestyle the way Christ commanded it to be. All that and more coming right up here on Lighthouse Live. And good evening to you, wherever you may be. Welcome to Lighthouse Live, Pastor Mike Douglas with you. Welcome to the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. And, uh, of course, joining me tonight, our co-host and producer, Elaine Harlan. And uh, special, the doctor is in. Yes. Once Woo! again, <laughs> Dr. Jim Henman, author of Who's Really Driving Your Bus, uh, with us tonight. And we're going to be talking about um, software. And uh, as it applies to us and uh, the filters we use and lanterns and flashlights and all those good things coming up. Mysterious sounding things. Ah, great stuff ahead as uh, as usual. Mm-hmm. Before, well, I can't wait to get started, so let's get right to it. With, with, uh, you know, $400 for my nose and now my mouth doesn't work. You know, I mean, what's with stuff. that? <laughs> let's, uh, <laughs> let's go to our friends from Voice of the Martyrs. What will people think when they Hey, what's up? This is Toby Mack with a story of real-life Jesus freaks from the Voice of the Martyrs. Imagine watching your church building demolished by government officials. Twice. In March, a Kamu pastor in Laos contacted the Voice of the Martyrs requesting prayer. He said, we all watched with tears, unable to do anything, because they said we built this church illegally without their approval. This had happened before. Last December, the Laotian government tore down their previous church building and arrested three church leaders. The good news is that the 170 members know that the church is not a building. It's the people, the people of God. For more on God's church throughout the world, go online to persecution.com. You know, there's uh, there's something first century church about that statement, isn't oh, absolutely. there? The church is the people. and. You know, and yet, if you go and you, and you talk to John or Jane Doe walking down the street and you ask them, uh, you know, what do they think of when they think of church? And mm-hmm. they, they'll give you a location. Absolutely. And a denomination. And, and probably a, a denomination. Particular, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and yet, as it originally was, um, the called out ones was the people mm-hmm. that, that were the church. Mm-hmm. And it's a good reminder. From Voice of the Martyrs. Let's, and to be uh, close enough that you're able to actually have transparency with each other. Mm-hmm. Genuine transparency that allows the spirit to be alive between people in relationship. Indeed. And we have to work so hard to find that and to achieve. And we'll, we'll talk about that yeah. maybe in a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's check in with Brad Dacus now from the Pacific Justice Institute. It's time for The Legal Edge, a look at your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. And now, with a look at what's happening on the legal front, the president of the Pacific Justice Institute, Brad Dacus. 
Some government officials seem to be making up the rules as they go along. Such was the situation in April when Manuel Zamorano applied for permission to officiate at a single wedding for a relative. He was told verbally and in writing that he could not mention God in the ceremony. Mr. Zamorano contacted Pacific Justice Institute, who sent a letter to the county explaining that singling out religious references was unconstitutional. It took the county six weeks to finally acquiesce that mentioning the word God is permissible. We must all be vigilant and challenge these illegalities wherever they occur. I'm Brad Dacus. To find out more about The Legal Edge, call 916-857-6900 or log on at pacificjustice.org. You know, before we, let me unpack that just a little bit, because some of you may be going, huh? How, <laughs> how can this guy perform a wedding if he's not a pastor? Well, and this is not one of the guys that, you know, wrote to the Church of What's Happening Now and paid $25 and got his right. thing, uh, you know, his, his uh, ordination or whatever. Um, it, it, under California law, the county clerk can appoint you to be a deputy commissioner to perform a marriage ceremony. A as in one, one. single. You, you fill out an application, and you have to put who the bride and groom uh, are, and... Um, pay, you know, what, $81, whatever it is, and you will receive a certificate deputizing you, kind of the old posse comitatus mm-hmm. um, type of uh, deal. That they, they will make you, for that day or two, a deputy commissioner representing the county clerk, and you are authorized to um, officiate that particular wedding ceremony, and you, you can sign off as the, uh, as the officiant. Uh, what the deal here was, and this was in Sacramento County, I don't know if you mentioned that or not, the deal here is that when he went to apply to it, they flat out told him, and apparently it was in print as well, you can have this, but you can't mention any type of religious affiliation, can't mention God, can't mention Jesus or whatever, and and so he called up the Pacific Justice Institute, and obviously that went way beyond the... Uh, the, the the pale there. So anyway, that's that's the background of it. You know, I'll tell you, things I was you may have never known. I was hearing Brad shared just a minute ago <clears throat> in gospel when it says in the end times, mm-hmm. insanity will prevail. This is insanity. It is. This is just a confirmation that God knows right what's happening. He wrote about it 2,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is not a surprise to God. This is part of the insanity of end times. And the words of the Apostle John, come Lord Jesus. That's right. Yeah. Come quickly. <laughs> Please come quickly. That's, That's right. right. Okay. Well, let's but in case he doesn't come, like within the next couple of days, Elaine has some opportunities we to do. serve. We do. Absolutely, we do. Volunteer Center of the United Way, where the McHenry Museum is having an American Girl Doll Party. Now, I know that this probably excites you. You, Mike, and Jim, but you know, oh, absolutely, they, they um, really are having this. Is run this right is, over? You know, uh, it's, Sonia might it's like a, it. Yeah, Sonia <laughs> might like it, and Lori would like it, and Elaine definitely likes Do it. Do they have Saturday, GI Joes? Listen, no, no huh. GI Joes. But Mike, they're having a wonderful party Saturday, June thirteenth. That's coming up this Saturday. It's a series of free events 
highlighting inspirational historical dolls in the American Girl Collection, and they're inviting children ages 6 through 12 and their dolls to participate in fun activities and games from other eras. The Can Jew I bring party, Malcolm McDougall, absolute, my friend? Well, you know what? He might be invited because he yeah, is a very special But I'm not between 6 doll, and 12. But, <laughs> Chronologically. Hardly. <laughs> the June party is going to feature the premiere of the brand new historical doll, Rebecca, from 1914 New York. And they're going to require reservations, so think about that. Volunteers ages 16 years and older are needed to help participants with games, arts, and crafts, refreshments, and volunteers must sign up by June 10th, so you need to hurry on this. The McHenry Museum is dedicated to preserving a picture of the early life and culture of Modesto and Stanislaw County from pioneer days through the mid-20th century through permanent changing and traveling exhibits and special events. You ever this been in there? should be a lot of fun. Yes. It's wonderful. Yes, it's it a fun place to go. It cool. really is. Yes, certainly yeah, I mean, it's, it, the outside is nice, mm-hmm. but, you know, it really pays to go through it. And, so that might mm-hmm. be a fun yeah. thing to do. Now that we uh, have done that from our feminine side, we segue to the muscle men and women. To <laughs> We have to do this for... For Mr. Al tonight, because Habitat for Humanity stands for building homes alongside low-income families, volunteers skilled and unskilled, uh, assisting in areas of house construction and cleanup under trained supervision while they build homes and hope. Habitat is currently building homes Tuesday through Saturday. Hope Village in Modesto is where this is happening. Volunteers must be at least 16 years of age and are especially needed during the weekdays. Uh, volunteer orientations are held every Thursday at 1230 or the second Saturday of each month at 11 a.m. The next Saturday orientation will be held this coming Saturday, June 13th. And our friends at Society for Handicapped Children and Adults. And, hey, we just saw Carol at the Society today. They are having fun in the sun while helping disabled water skiers with the Summer Skiing Unlimited program. Volunteers ages 15 years and older are needed to help out handicapped skiers with water activities. Mm. This sounds like a lot of fun. This would be a great thing to do. How about meaningful? What a gift. gift. Outings are going to take place at the Modesto Reservoir from 8 in the morning until 3 on various Saturdays through September. So this will be happening for a while, all through the summer. Can you imagine? The program provides access to skiing for many blind, deaf, paraplegic, quadriplegic, and developmentally delayed people mm. who otherwise might be denied uh, the opportunity to participate oh, in this wonderful. sport. Isn't this great? Uh, with ad- adaptive equipment and special instructions, there are few disabilities too severe to prevent participation. I love this. Volunteers must know how to swim and pass a fingerprint uh, background check of over 18 years of age. Skiing experience is helpful but not required. Uh, the society provides a variety of services and programs designed to enhance the quality of life for persons of all ages and disabilities that reside in Stanislaw County. I just think this is the most fascinating, awesome thing uh, that people can do. And if you are interested in doing uh, any of these things, but particularly this one, call Barbara Borba. She's at 209-524-1307, extension 113. Again, that's uh, 209-524-1307, extension 113. Uh, and she can answer any questions that you might have about any of these uh, opportunities to serve with the Volunteer Center of United Way. Or email her. She's at bborba at uastan.org. You can always give us a call here at 209-544-9571.
You know, every week, uh, sadly, we receive calls from someone who has had uh, to flee a domestic violence mm -hmm. situation, and maybe you don't have that uh, particular struggle or issue that you have to face, and, and we pray that you don't. Uh, but the reality for a single mom uh, with two small children is that they now have a shelter uh, of their own, and that's great. Uh, but they need all matter of, of household items, um, and they are literally beginning uh, to start all over. So uh, if you have a bunk bed or a twin bed, a full bed for the mom, sofa, kitchen table, uh, or and dressers, washer and dryer, that would be an electric dryer in this situation, a kitchen, utensils, and linens, if you'd like to help them out, call us here at ABC, and we'll make sure that they get your donated items. Uh, also would be appreciated your prayers, and, and God knows their names. But 209-544-9571 uh, is the number where you can call in your donations for this family. Just a very sad story, but uh, once again, we receive a lot of calls uh, from situations like that here at ABC, and we just uh, would appreciate uh, those donations would go to uh, families in need that way. Just a reminder, too, uh, Carol from the Society for the Handicapped uh, mentioned to us today they could really use wheelchairs. Yes. Right yes. now, especially with the economy the way it is, there is a tremendous need. The need is outdistancing their supplies. So if you have a wheelchair and uh, um, are not using it, perhaps it was for a family member or whatever and no longer needed, why uh, it could be used by someone else uh, in, in immediately. So uh, please give us a call. We'd be happy to put you in touch with Carol. Again, the number 209-544-9571. You know, we, we, uh, we jokingly and very lovingly mentioned that the doctor is in whenever Jim joins us. But Dr. Jim Hinman, psychologist, author, coach, and friend, is with us tonight. And it's almost, Jim, like you don't need any introduction. But when we think of this broadcast going worldwide, we certainly don't want to pass up the opportunity to <laughs> It's great to be here Our with you listeners, guys. we love you, and we just we want the world to know who you are. And recently, you asked us what the meaning of faith is, and my mind automatically flipped over to Hebrews, where it tells us the meaning of faith, things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Mm -hmm. And you were working on this wonderful um, paper and, and writing uh, that you wrote up on your section of the website, wonderful website, uh, which we're going to be talking a lot about tonight, uh, the definition of mm -hmm. faith. Mm -hmm. And so with that said, we've got a lot to talk about faith tonight as it relates to First of all, yes, our, our faith in God uh, right. and the Lord Jesus Christ, but certainly that encompasses a lot of things, doesn't it? Because definitions is so very important. Absolutely key. And the trouble is that when we think of faith, we tend to think in religious terms, mm -hmm. like belief in God or some kind of spiritual decision that we choose without being able to prove that it's true or false. And we choose to accept it and grow in that belief. What we don't realize is that way before that happens, we have already formed faith in what I call survival software, which is the kinds of learning that goes on in our old nature in a fallen world. And we all, as human beings, have survival software that colors that filters 
our ability to perceive accurately. We see through a glass darkly. Yes. How how is how does that software come to be? How does well, that let, get let's formed? say, for example, that as a as a child growing up, you find that if you ever voice your opinion, then maybe you have a parent that has a real anger problem. And by voicing an opinion, even though it's not a bad opinion, but it's different than that parent, you may find yourself looking for a dentist, (laughs) you know, or picking yourself up off the floor or being humiliated and uh, ridiculed and rejected for having an opinion. Um, Actually, my father-in-law is dead, but when he was alive and my wife was much, much younger when she was a child growing up, a message she received frequently was, you wouldn't have an opinion, even if you did, it would be wrong. Mm. And that's, I mean, he's a, he, was a, he didn't intend to be a hurtful guy. I'm not faulting him. But those kind of, 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 of experiences cause us to believe this is how the world is. That's faith. We have faith that the world is going to be the way it has been with our parents or with key people in our lives. So we're literally having a deep faith that there's something terribly wrong with me, that I have to hide, I have to get rid of, um, I have to, to learn to wear a mask in order to be acceptable in my family. Therefore, let's say it's a Christian family, maybe a, a, a very legalistic, um, rigid, uh, authoritarian, religious family. We, we have faith that if I'm not good enough to please God by being perfect enough, then ultimately I'm going to be rejected. That is faith too. Mm. But that faith is at odds with the faith that we would learn from Scripture. And it creates tension. It creates tension within us that causes our esteem, our sense of self, to be damaged. And so many of us have this Mm-hmm. kind of faith going mm-hmm. on because of that very thing that exactly. you were just talking about. And I love the terminology that you put this in. I'm not a real techie person. Mm-hmm. Now, Mike, Mike kind of mm-hmm. is. He mm-hmm. knows all this kind of you know lingo. But software and and, and you said livingware. Um, living where, uh, so, uh, uh, survival. Versus, yes, mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. survival. But so that means, Jim, that there's something with my hardware drive, my hard drive that mm-hmm. needs to be changed, right? Mm-hmm. Would that make mm-hmm. sense? Well, here's the thing. You have a laptop. Mm-hmm. I have a Toshiba laptop. Okay? Oh, he's a mass that's, person. That's, that's, a, that's a piece of hardware. <laughs> okay. Right. okay. Now, on that hardware is an operating system. And it may be, uh, what is the new one now? Um, Vista. Yeah, uh, Vista. Vista. Uh, mine's the one before because it's a little bit older. But, but it's an operating system that tells you, tells the computer what to do. Sure. Then there is software that the operating system runs for you. Microsoft Word, Excel, uh, maybe a photo- photography uh, uh, um, software. Well, If there's something wrong with the software, it doesn't mean there's something wrong with the computer. It means there's something wrong with the software. Mm -hmm. You don't throw the computer away because software has viruses in it 
or has some glitches in the software that cause things to run amok, that cause things to not work the way they need to. Well, that's what survival software is. In the original setting, say with an abusive parent, um, maybe you're, you're just different than most of the other kids in your class. I was different because I was smart enough to realize I was a failure and stupid. Mm. I, I flunked out of elementary school pretty much. They kept wanting to hold me back. But I was smart enough to realize how stupid I was. Mm. It's a very painful, painful place to be. I had proof, low spelling group, low math group, low reading group, sports they didn't have a group that would cover me. I learned that I'm a failure, but I was smart enough to learn that, you see. That software, in that original setting, it may have been true for me, because uh, I was in the lowest reading, spelling, math group, the lowest. But that doesn't mean I'm stupid. It means I'm in the lowest group. And I had dyslexia and ADD that now I understand why. It wasn't because I was stupid. There's nothing wrong with my computer, if you will. But that software that believes that I'm inadequate, that second guesses me, that doubts me, that is afraid to, to maybe confront my partner for fear that, that say, that Sonya would be upset with me, so I stuff it, and I stuff it, and I stuff it, and after a while, it, it corrodes the relationship, and eventually that relationship will die. There's no fuel, but it all comes out of that original software. If I'm myself, I will be rejected. Therefore, I have to put a mask on. Do you know how many millions of people are working off of that, that kind of programming? Absolutely. Do you know how awesome this information is for people to hear, Jim? Young people will relate so much to what you're saying. I hope so, because we tend to feel that we are the mistake, that we are the problem, rather than realizing the software that we have learned to adapt that worked in the original setting. So it was right in the original setting. It's the best we could do in the original setting is now keeping us from the victorious life God wants his kids to have. God's only interested in living software for his kids. He wants us to have living software, not survival software. So could this lead to what, what I would call hyper-religiosity? I mean, to, Absolutely. to mask what's going on in the background? That, that's a great call, Mike, because the more of that survival software a person has, the more they feel they have to hide their core self, hmm. the more they, the mask has to amplify the opposite. So you'll get that super-religiosity, the Pharisee kind of intolerance, the flashlight that's judging everyone around them, finding the speck in the eye of the other person and seeing it as a boulder when we have a tree growing out of our eye right. but don't see it because mm -hmm. we won't look inside for fear mm -hmm. of self-condemnation. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Absolutely. So when change is in the air, mm -hmm not easy to go back and change all that programming in that software. Well, and here's the beauty of it. God's plan is so awesome. Mm -hmm. 
He doesn't want us to power shift Hmm. over our old software. We tend to think he does, but he doesn't. He wants to provide a, a loving way of helping us debug. Remember uh, Jackie Gleason? Mm-hmm. Norton, his, 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 his buddy? Oh, yeah, sure. Well, Norton's also an antivirus. Yes, I was just going to say. <laughs> isn't that yeah. funny? Yeah, and, and so God's got antivirus in his living software. By letting ourselves feel good about noticing unwanted things, unwanted software, and by letting ourselves nurture ourselves toward a more accurate view, as his spirit will draw us to do. God wants us to be accurate and loving. So it's not a light switch that gets thrown, but it's a, a process. Yep, it's like the, we've said on different occasions, it's not a banana, it's an onion. <laughs> <laughs> messy layer by messy layer by messy layer. Yeah, and that doesn't appeal to us. Yeah. No. Our, our, our. <laughs> but it appeals to God. <laughs> Absolutely. Can I interject sure, sure, this sure. for our listeners here before we go on? This is the website, uh, in case you'd like to follow along, because this is the meaning of faith and healthy change, and you can follow along. Uh, you can click on to www.careforyou.com, and that is spelled C-A-I-R-4-U.com, and that stands for Changing Attitudes in Recovery for You.com. Once again, www.careforyou.com. Changing Attitudes in Recovery for You.com. And you want to click on to where it says Black Ice, okay, and this awesome, awesome website, Black Ice, and then you can click on to the part where it says The Meaning of Faith and Healthy Change. And that's where you can uh, get this particular part where we are discussing with Dr. Jim Henman tonight on this uh, this particular topic and this is just awesome okay let's let's carry on because i wanted jim to you can get you it. can also google just dr jim henry oh yeah is yeah. another way for if there if you, it's kind of hard to write it down okay. just Google search Dr. Jim Henman. That will get you to the website, Good too. Good idea, but it's an awesome, awesome website. Jim, you guys have done a, a fantastic job on this because not only is it the black ice portion, but you've got there willing to be a fool for God, uh, the caring grace, uh, free support groups, poems, inspirational nuggets, books and resources, and just a whole lot more. Talk about the imperfect part of this process. So very important, Jim. There is a paradox. In fact, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to read this, if I can get my glasses on here. Um, I'm going to read the definition and then this last sentence. Faith is the process of perceiving from a perspective as if particular beliefs are true, which cannot be proven or disproven, as, as you had said from Hebrews. It is an experiential, not just intellectual, The more deeply the beliefs are experienced, the more they will be reflected in daily life. Faith must be seen as a verb, not a noun, (laughs) meaning it's an action process, not a static object. It is inherently an imperfect process. Demanding perfect faith actually prevents a healthy, growing faith. God wants us to have a living relationship with him. Absolutely. He doesn't want us to feel that we cannot question him, 
In fact, the first paragraph, God wants us to have a faith that allows the freedom to question and doubt him, to be angry and upset with him, bringing our struggles to him. The paradox is that freedom to doubt and question is what allows faith to grow and develop. A growing faith is what allows a relationship to come alive. God wants a living relationship with his children. Well, and we've, we've, I think, lost that, uh, if not um, implicitly, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, at at least there's the underlying um, message that if you question God, and I know you've run into lots of people who who have struggled with that, if you question God, it's a sin. And uh, what, uh, you know, what's really happening is... (laughs) Church of by the way, I'm looking at your website. I'm not. Oh, I'm not doing some. I'm looking at your website as we're talking. Um, you know, it, it, what the, the real message there is: don't don't question the church authority. Well, and and since God does not expect blind faith, because He is who He says He is, mm-hmm. so He wants you to come with as much 2020 faith as you can, eyes wide open. He knows He will withstand that scrutiny. But when his spokesman, whether it's you, Elaine, Mike, me, if we say we are God's spokesman and we do not have God's nature, if instead we say, if you don't accept what I say, you are rejecting God, that position is is, is not reflecting God's nature. Let's go back and talk about black ice just mm-hmm. for a minute. Mm-hmm. You'll see the icon there when you go to the uh, the website. It's it's the first uh, icon there on the left hand side. Talk a little bit about the uh, what black ice is in the context of what we're talking well, about today. Well, to, to give you an idea of how brilliant your resident doctor is, <laughs> um, I I had heard that when you hit black ice, you do not hit the brakes or you'll lose control. And I was up uh, by Truckee. And it looked like a luge run. There was, you know, the, the snow plows had come through, and there's like four feet on both sides in this kind of one-lane road. And I'm starting to gain a little bit of speed, and I didn't want to hit the brake. Mm-hmm. Sonia was in the car. The kids were in the car. Okay. A car was starting to come the other direction, and I'm feeling a little out of control. In other words, day-to-day living. <laughs> Who was driving? And I'm not going to hit the brake. And so I'm thinking, don't hit the brake. Don't hit. The... I know I'll downshift. Now, Mike, being, you know, in law enforcement and fire, what happens when you downshift instead of brake? <laughs> yeah. Same thing. Same thing. <laughs> so I'm squirreling. The engine does it for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, and I'm fishtailing all over. And luckily, just by absolute grace, I was able to get stopped in time for the car to come the other direction. But black ice, you don't see it until you're on it. You're not doing anything bad. You're just minding your own business, and all of a sudden you have no traction. Mm -hmm. And that's Mm -hmm. what life is frequently. Mm -hmm. We lose traction. We really do. We've got so much more to cover with you, Jim. But I'll tell you what we did. We, uh, We imperfectly picked out a perfect song for tonight. In fact, Natalie Grant is doing great with her song. It's about perfect people. And we'll be back with The Doctor on Lighthouse Live. Never let them see you when you're breaking 
Natalie Grant, Perfect People. I love that song. Pastor Mike Ling and Dr. Jim Hinman. I love the line, don't you? Be amazed and be changed mm-hmm. by a perfect God. You know, I think that really captures the self-centered, natural quality of humanity. Mm-hmm. We think we have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, a perfect God knows that we are all fallible human beings. Mm-hmm. And loves us perfectly. And the perfect God allows us to change imperfectly. Absolutely. As well. And understands that we're not going to Layer by layer. And aren't we grateful for his grace and his love. But to have the safety to be transparent with another living human being, as you're unfolding that growth, helps make it possible. It's like Mm. putting skin on Jesus like Lori is for you. Yeah, like absolutely. Sonia is for me. Absolutely. You know, when you have a, a friend or a partner that is able to lovingly be honest with you, we were talking earlier about the difference between being nice and and being and and being truthful. Truthful, right? Yes. Truthful with grace, you can receive, but without grace, you can't. Yeah, you just can't. Amen. So. You know, and, and, and I think one of the one of the problems that we have in, in the Western church today is perfection is demanded of the leaders. Mm-hmm. You know, we look at Titus 1 and 1 Timothy 3, which are good measures, you know, for us to, mm-hmm. to consider. However, what we do then is we take those and we expect our leadership to perfectly execute Right. Those principles, mm-hmm. and not allow them to uh, to do that imperfectly, and you know, I forget the stat. H. B. London, you know, wrote a, a book many years ago called "Pastors at Risk," mm-hmm. and uh, Lori and I read that about the time that I entered full time vocational ministry, and, and we almost got ourselves convinced it was not the career to go into. Mm-hmm. And then he <laughs> wrote a subsequent book called "Pastors at Greater." risk. Wow. <laughs> and there's uh, some stat, you know, and amazingly something like, uh, I don't know, 14, 1500 pastors fall out of full-time vocational ministry like every day or something. Well, they're prison. starving. If they have to wear a mask that seals their old nature in, so they're not getting connection with God because the mask is not allowing connection with God. God's not going to force that mask off of a pastor. No. But that mask is going to keep that pastor empty and doing it on his own steam, not letting God do it through him. And it trickles down. And it trickles I down to the congregation. Yes. It yeah. trickles down to the congregational level. And then you have lots of people wearing masks because mm-hmm. that's what you Or as our friend, the Energizer Bunny John, would say people go around looking like they're uh, eating a banana sideways. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's true. Mm-hmm. It is so true. And they slip on the peel frequently. Yeah. Amen. Jim, we, we talk a lot about um, grace and, and uh, grateful humility. Let's, um, let, let's address the grateful humility and some of the definitions mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. sometimes we, you know, we don't understand, maybe, and dig a little bit deeper mm-hmm. and, and unpack mm-hmm. this, as we say. Sure. And also powerful vulnerability. 
See, those two, grateful humility and powerful vulnerability, are two of the cornerstones in God's plan for healthy sanctification, for healthy living, Mm -hmm. for making healthy changes. Grateful humility is not possible if you're going down the road of trying to be perfect. If you're trying to be perfect, you're going to feel entitled like the the other brother in the prodigal son Mm, mm. who was trying to be the good son, therefore felt very entitled to special favor and that the prodigal son should not be given any favor because, look, there's no performance. To know that God loves me, Jim Henman, as flawed, and that's not humility, that's accuracy. That's truth. Very flawed, very imperfect. But he loves me perfectly and can never, will never love me more than he does already. Mm-hmm. Creates a humility, a grateful humility, an attitude that draws me toward him. It doesn't force me toward him. It draws me toward him. Yes. With that draw of that fact that I'm absolutely perfectly loved right where I'm starting at this moment, that's what allows powerful vulnerability, which is that it's more important to learn and grow than be right. Yes. Can you imagine what would happen to the church if everyone for one day made that one step, that it's more important to learn and grow than be right? I, what I would think, happen? Jim, in relationships in general, if we give up having to prove that we're right, even if we are, yeah. if we give up having to prove that we're right, mm-hmm. relationships would home along a lot uh, a lot better. Mm-hmm. Well, what happens to the relationship, Jim, when you get that perfectionism coming in, when, when uh, that trust gets violated? It makes it very difficult not to put a mask on yourself mm-hmm. because usually... Uh, I use word pictures a lot, as you know. Mm -hmm. Someone who is demanding perfection of themselves will tend to demand it of others as well. And they will tend to have a flashlight, that judgmental light that is looking at what's wrong. It's, it's, it's looking at what's missing. It, it finds fault with, it judges, it condemns. And with that light shining, you're going to defend. It prevents changing. It literally prevents healthy growth. And the next time, you don't provide that vulnerability. Right. You you put the mask on right. because you don't want the flashlight again. Right. right. And yeah. and and there the relationship has died a little more each mm-hmm. time the mask goes on. It's really and, sad. And the, and the serenity prayer mm-hmm. plays a, a huge part, or can mm-hmm. if if it's applied mm-hmm. right, Jim. Well, you know, it, he has such a sense of humor. Because changing the wording of the serenity prayer is like redesigning the American flag. <laughs> and this is what he did to me back in 01, 02, right, right around that time. The original serenity prayer is, God, grant me the serenity to accept what I cannot change, the courage to change what I can, and the freedom to know the difference. And it goes on with a wonderful prayer. Yeah. What he gave me was a little different than that. God, grant me the serenity to change what I can change, the freedom to release to you what I can't change, and a growing wisdom to know the difference. Mm. If we try to have the courage to change 
it brings our ego into it. Mm. It brings our, our sense of, I, of myself into it. Whereas the serenity to change, which is letting him change through me, is his plan. And it has nothing to do with ego. It has to do with his ability to transform me from glory to glory to glory mm -hmm. as I get the benefit and he gets to have that closeness and relationship with me on the journey. And probably only a few select people would give resistance to what, what God gave you in mm -hmm. this. I certainly mm -hmm. don't see a problem with that. I have a knack for stepping in it, though. <laughs> Can it be very lonely, though, for someone who is working in a sea of masks mm -hmm. to take that stance? I mean... Uh, oh, very much so, Mike, because for one thing... No matter how much we have come to Lord to love the Lord and, and the Lord being a, such a part of us, our old nature still exists, as Paul made very clear in Romans. And so when we are in a sea of masks, we naturally have a tendency to second-guess ourselves, begin mm -hmm. to doubt ourselves, begin to think, what does everybody else know that I don't know? And we can get way off track. Now, here's a thought. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's say we're living in the sea of masks mm -hmm. and, uh, and doing our best, mm -hmm. you know, to, to use the lantern on ourselves as, as well as, as others. It's but in all directions. We are becoming a little bit stressed about being in the sea of masks. Mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and, and so do we look for another pond to swim in? Do we try to affect change? Mm -hmm. What do we do, do you think, in, in that circumstance? You know, I was in a in a, a Bible study, men's Bible study once years ago, and it was all the way across town. And um, I'm not a real morning person, and this met like at 6.30. That's why you and I get along. Yeah, right? really. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and, and, and it had to be all the way across town like at 6.30 in the morning. And it was a group of wonderful guys, and they were wonderful guys. Very, very conservative, very performance-oriented, uh, fairly formula-oriented. So I fit in like a, <laughs> yeah. a you know, <laughs> yeah, we can a rock among flowers uh -huh. or something, you know. <laughs> but somehow I felt God wanting me to be there. Mm. And I even tried to trick by not putting my alarm on, and I'd wake up. <laughs> and then, oh, darn, I better go yeah. through the fog and, and all that stuff. And then finally he released me, and he said, you know, thank you. For, in a sense, God was saying, thank you for doing what you needed to do. Mm. Now you can continue if you want or not. It's up to you. He gives us choices sometimes where he really wants us to do something, and sometimes where we could do it or not, depending on what fits for us. We got to that point. I had the hardest time getting there. Mm. When I was trying to get there on my own, after a short time, I stopped going. But when I was going with him drawing me, not demanding, not mm. forcing, yeah. but drawing me to that meeting, because there was things he wanted me to do there that he wanted to do through me there right. more accurately. Yes. Mm. And sometimes it's just to irritate. 
<laughs> I have a knack for that. <laughs> you an irritant? Isn't it hard to believe? <laughs> but once I was released from that, it was very hard on my own steam to get to that meeting. Mm. Mm. So sometimes he releases us. Sometimes he sends us in. Yeah. I remember one particular experience where I was going to a church that didn't really believe in psychology. I don't particularly believe in psychology myself. I mean, it's just a, a science. Mm -hmm. God's plan is perfect psychology. But this particular organization didn't really believe in psychology and therefore saw that how could you be a Christian and believe in psychology? Mm -hmm. Well, I, I'd been doing this for, you know, by this time, 25 years. But you I had have a little as bit a investment ministry. In it, you know, as a ministry. And, and yet, even though they would often make pot shots from the mm -hmm. pulpit and, and, and be absolutely unreceptive to anything I'd have mm -hmm. to say that could be of value, he had me going week after week, and I would, there'd be something happening in the sermon. I'd write a note to the pastor that he would want me to give something like, well, the guy that, um, the superstar in, 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 in the New Testament when um, Apollos, okay, when the women went to Apollos to straighten him out, which is absolutely unheard of, that, that a, a, a man, period, let alone a superstar man, would be corrected by a woman, not in that day and age, probably not in this day and age, <laughs> You'll live so, in my house. So, yeah, <laughs> Sonia, Sonia's rewritten that one. <laughs> but but the, the, what God had me write the pastor was, doesn't God have a great sense of humor? He would send Apollos women and a shrink for you. <laughs> wow. You know, I never got any responses. It was always an empty, you know, I never got any response from any of it. But that went for several years until finally I was released from that. You know, it's, it's interesting when you when you feel that sense of being released. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't know that you can, uh, you know, some people can almost, or, or some do audibly hear, mm -hmm. uh, God, he doesn't do that with me. He usually picks up a four by four and, and whaps me <laughs> with it and gets my attention. That's you the know, motivation, but, Mike. That's, that's, motivation. that's for. I've been wondering what that was for. Different I, folks, yeah, huh? yeah, and I thought, you know, after you get to a certain age, maybe you wouldn't need that, but it, it seems to be mm -hmm. how we communicate. Um, but, you know, it, 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 uh, th there is that sense of peace mm -hmm. of, about exiting stage right, mm -hmm. you know, and, and mm -hmm. to, because sometimes uh, I, I don't think it's healthy to yeah. stay in an environment where you begin to be defeated. When he truly wants you in that environment, he will provide the fuel yes. for that. Right. Yes. You're not doing it on your own steam. The moment you're doing it on your own steam, that's not God's plan. Yeah. His plan is to live through you and with you and for you, not for you to live and do it on your own for him. We are conduits. We're conduits. Of his love, grace, mercy, compassion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we... Uh, we choke that valve off, and we do try to do it under our own mm -hmm. steam. And we suffer for that. And Christianity suffers for that. Yeah, yeah. Because when we're doing that, we're not reflecting his nature. Right. And it's his nature that makes the living word what it is. 
And I love it the way you say, Jim, that we are ambassadors inwardly to mm-hmm. ourselves and outwardly to others. That's, That's one of the most missed, missed points in, in Scripture, as far as I'm concerned, for Christians. They will be loving to the unwashed masses of unbelievers that they're trying to save while treating fellow Christians with a flashlight mm-hmm. or treating themselves with a flashlight. That's not the lantern that God uses. God will always use a lantern of valuing and respect for ourselves and each other. And and don't hurting non-believers who are desperate, they sense the reality of that. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they sense when we're operating in our own power but they can also sense, wow, there's something majorly different yeah. here. And, and mm-hmm. you know, I think that's been one of our um, philosophies in, in this ministry, Elaine, is that we want to keep it really simple mm-hmm. so that we don't choke God out of it. Right. You know, so many, uh, I, we're so used to structuring mm-hmm. programs. You know, if you want to go feed the homeless, great. Go through a 16-week course. And and learn how to ask the diagnostic questions because you do not want to give that person food without asking that. Give me a break. You know, God shows up. Mm-hmm. God shows mm-hmm. up if we're mm-hmm. being conduits. And you know, I, my philosophy is, hey, if they're a believer, put them in contact with the person in need, and God's going to touch down and do something really cool. That's right. He's not a formula God. He is not a formula God. He is an relationship God. God. He is relationship. I, I felt sad when in the bus book, I, in describing myself, described myself as a relational Christian. And the reason I did was because that is who I am. I, mm-hmm. I am in a relationship with my big brother Jesus and therefore with Papa God. Right. It's a relationship. Yeah. Now, when you can add the religion, the body to that, it's awesome. It is awesome. But it can't be a substitute for the relationship. Yes. Or it's hollow and empty and it'll be putrid. Yes. And anyone who knows you knows that you are relational with everybody. (laughs) Kind of leaks all over the place. You you mentioned the book, Jim, and, and we do want to mention this. Who's Really Driving Your Bus by Dr. Jim Hinman. And it is available uh, if you don't have a copy, you can pick one up a couple of uh, places here in our area uh, at Beardsley's Book and Bible in McHenry Village or at the Family Bible Center in Turlock, and that's at 121 West Main in Turlock. And uh, just a fabulous uh, book. And you can get it on the website. On the website also. And again, that website is www.careforyou.com. That's C A I R. For you.com. F-O-R-Y-O-U. F-O-R-Y-O-U, mm-hmm. and it stands for Changing Attitudes in Recovery, or you can Google um, mm-hmm. that as well. On page 163, if you guys would just indulge me here for a moment, there was a, uh, a short paragraph, uh, Jim, here that just, I, I love this. Uh, it says, He is with me when I'm resisting healthy change, just like when I am allowing him to lead. His loving me doesn't change. It is constant and unchanging. He continues to shine a gentle lantern in my life so I can see more accurately where I am becoming and learn more deeply from what has been. His loving spirit helps 
draw me into healthy change as I relax into becoming as a new creation in him. His grace can transform a painful, anxiety-producing ordeal of survival into an exciting, meaningful adventure of living. You can have fun on your adventure of shifting from survival to living. I love that. Wow. I love that paragraph. And you and what you say in your book is you wrote this and mm-hmm. you're still learning. Each oh, time I, you I, read this, it, 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 it is it's, mm-hmm. it's fabulous. Mm-hmm. It really is. Because it's would, wisdom, not information. I would encourage our listeners to pick up a copy because you don't you, you don't read it once and put it down. Mm. No, it, it makes more sense the third time through. At least. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you're in a good day, the third time through, it's deep wisdom. You gotta discuss it with other people, you gotta chew on it. Because it's wisdom. And that's possible, too. Who's mm-hmm. really driving your bus? And on the mm-hmm. website, that you'll see a portion, an icon there, where you can learn about the Caring Grace groups that are available in your area for other people who get together and discuss this very book. Mm-hmm. You know, I was you just know, thinking what, about... What, 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 one thing, we often believe that God can only, will only use us if we're in his perfect will. Mm-hmm. I am a living testament to the fact that he will use as much of me as I make available at a given moment. If I'm in a very rebellious state, he doesn't have a lot to work with, mm. but he'll work with what is there even then. Just and that's important to realize. Look at the disciples when they were recruited. Mm-hmm. Oh, dumb and, and dumber. Yeah, and, and, and then look. <laughs> At Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, uh, you know, the writings of Paul, the epistles. Look how far mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. they moved. And, and Jesus was doing this with yep. them. He was using the lantern, and they were moving from square to square. He didn't hyperspeed them from square A to square Z. You know, mm-hmm. he allowed them to imperfectly, you know, and especially Peter. Right? Oh, yeah. and that was his rock. Amazing. That was his rock. Mm-hmm. Just, oh, I won't ever deny you, you know, Jesus. I'm just going to be your, your follower Are forever. Are we at the theme song already? I'm sad. This is I not am so. Possible. I know. I know. Not possible. I'm really dealing with a lot of emotions Man. right now, guys. But it is. It's it's over. Jim, uh, this this is uh, what always a pleasure. It's oh, always a pleasure. Pleasure is ours. Well, God bless you, dear brother, and we just uh, we look forward to the next time. Any uh, nuggets that you want to leave our listeners with in this uh, short 30 seconds we have left? His plan works. It is perfect psychology that you'll never do perfectly. Amen. Mm, amen. Thank you, dear friends, for listening. Have a great week, and may God continue to bless your life.